And so tonight we're going to talk about a subject uh, that we don't talk a lot about in church. Uh, I know we got a day coming up where we reference and we acknowledge one thing and then as a, as a day in the spring where we acknowledge another thing. But in the calendar, there's just no day that we recognize the thing that we're going to talk about tonight. So you know Christmas coming up, so we acknowledge the birth of Jesus. What a wonderful birth it is. And then we acknowledge the crucifixion. And the resurrection, right? We got Good Friday, then we got Resurrection Sunday. But on our calendar, there's no day where we have a sign to acknowledge uh, the ascension. And so uh, the birth is good. The crucifixion is, 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 is better. And the resurrection is greater than that. But on top of all of that, that still ain't it. And so past the birth, past the crucifixion, past the resurrection, there's the ascension. Because if he never ascended, then we never had a Holy Spirit. And so I'm going to give you a couple things uh, that the ascension brought into existence. First, the ascension of Christ marked the conclusion of his ministry in his bodily presence. So the conclusion of his ministry happened in his bodily presence when the ascension took place. So last time we like to think that the end was, you know, the resurrection. Like, that was it right there. But, he, you know, he, he, once he came back, he did some things, set some things in order, and then he ascended. And so when he ascended, he was letting us know that we was going to need to switch realms. From just being on an earthly realm or a physical realm to a spiritual realm. And so he was no more in a physical sight to man. Like there was no, like you couldn't just, you know, you know we say looking under Jesus, right? Like you couldn't just look at Jesus anymore physically because he had ascended. And so the, the physicalness of our, of our faith or our uh, foundation of believing, we switched from the physical to the spiritual. And so they could no longer look at the physical body of Jesus. And secondly, it also exalted him to the right hand of the Father. And so uh, we, go, we go dig into the, the significance of the ascension tonight. And so when he ascended, it turned the apostles' eyes toward heaven. And it orchestrated an invisible realm that is real, which makes everything happen that happened. So the ascension set everything in place. And so a lot of times we like to, especially today, uh, in 2018, like there's a lot of uh, time, energy, and effort going forth to find scientific proof about all kind of things when it comes to Jesus and uh, our faith. And so although science is good uh, and proof is good, but it does not, uh, it does not trump Christ. Like science does not trump Christ. And so it, it's good to prove, you know, what is. And so, you know, we use different things in science to be able to know how our body uh, functions and works. So where we can see that this heavenly body that he created, like this body isn't just a normal thing. 
Like God intentionally did things in our body for things to work a certain way. And so science, it'll help us understand certain things, but it's not the end all be all. Like we can't put science on the pedestal because like science came from God. So something that so something that was made can't trump the thing that made it. Okay. And so uh, the third point. The ascension meant the continued work of Christ on earth was now placed in the hands of his apostles, or his disciples, ultimately in the hands of the apostles, and then ultimately in the hands of the church. And four, it was imperative that the ascension occur so that the promised comforter could come. With no ascension, there would be no Holy Spirit. And so fifthly, the Holy Spirit would empower the apostles as they carried out the kingdom assignment. So in order for them to carry out the kingdom assignment, they was going to need the Holy Spirit. And so, because Jesus understood exactly how he was able to do what he did. And so he knew that in order for uh, the apostles to be able to do the same works and to be able to uh, teach his works, they was going to need the same thing that he had. And so he trained them in what he was doing, but there was another thing, another level that they needed to encounter. And so he said, let me go so that I can send a comforter to you. I can send one to reveal all things to you. And so now that's uh, one of the benefits of the Holy Spirit coming from the ascension. And so turn with me to Acts 1. I know we've been reading Acts, uh, seems like the last month. And so, but the Acts is just to show you and to prepare you for where we're going. To where you'll see the Acts uh, of the apostles through the Holy Spirit that were done uh, back then so that when we begin to operate and function these same Acts, it won't be, you know, weird or uncommon to you. You'll be, you'll be ready for you. You'll mentally be ready for it because you're prepared. And so, uh, let's go to Acts chapter 1. Let's start in verse 9. And so, and when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And so when he had spoken these things, what he spoke? Go to verse 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And now once he's telling them about this power that they're going to receive, after he spoke these things, why are they still beholding him? Why are they still looking at him? He was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. And so right here, this out of their sight part, it, it signifies a transitional period. Meaning, you no longer have any physical evidence of Jesus. Meaning that you're no longer led by what you see. You're no longer operating by sight alone. And so now, in order for, and so now we look at, let's turn to Hebrews 12. We were just, uh, we were just there Sunday. Hebrews 12 and 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, looking unto Jesus. And so now the ascension 
took you from being Peter in Matthew 14 to where, you remember, turn to Matthew 14. Let's go to verse 26. Let's go to verse 25. Now on the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him, they physically saw him with their own physical eyes. They saw him walking on the sea. They were troubled, saying, it is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, be of good cheer. It is I. Do not be afraid. And so here we see that they saw him. And so the first thing that signified that it was Jesus on the water was they sight. And so now I can see that it's Jesus, right? And so now even if I don't really know if it's Jesus, even though I got my physical eyes, right? And so now we're talking about faith, right? Now I got my physical eyes. And so I don't need faith to see what I can see. And so I can physically see Jesus. And even then, they was, they was a little doubtful. And so Jesus tried to help their unbelief. And so right there in verse 27. But immediately Jesus spoke to them. And so now you're already using your sight. So now you see in a certain way. And now I'm about to help you out here in a certain way. And so now, you, like, in, you, know, you know, in this world, we're so sight-driven. We, 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 like, once we see it, you know, then we believe it. Uh, or one, we, we be focusing on what we can see. Like, if we're doing something, we don't see no result for it. Like, so we, got, we got to see something. Like, I got, I got to be able to, with my eyes, be able to see what this is. And so now, when you have that kind of operation, it don't take no faith for that. And so, in this time, Jesus was there. So, he was there for them to see, and he even spoke so they could hear. So, that's why we talked about our seeing and our hearing got to be on a different level. And so, now it's a physical level that they see him and hear him. And now, verse 28. So, Jesus spoke, and then Peter answered. Answered Jesus and said, Lord, if it is you. Hold on. You, you see him, and you hear him. Like, you know, if you're around somebody, following them, or just around them, being with them, eating with them, sleeping with them, traveling with them, like, you would, you would kind of know what they look like and what they sound like. And so now, they saw him on the water, they thought it was a ghost. They was like, I think it's Jesus, but I'm not sure. So then Jesus spoke to confirm that what they was actually physically seeing was actually what it was. And so even with the physical hearing and physical seeing, Peter still wasn't sure that it was Jesus. And so now, if it's you, bid me to come. But why does it take all of that? And so Jesus knew in order for us to operate in the faith of God, we was going to have to switch from a, a visible world to an invisible world. And so we weren't going to be able to be led by what we see, we was going to walk by faith. If I'm, if I'm going to walk by faith, I can't be led by what I see in the natural. And so now if I'm going to do this, I got to change the way I'm looking. I got to stop looking physically and look spiritually. And so now he ascended to let you know that 
if you're going to live in this physical world, if you're going to be victorious and triumphant it like I did, and you're going to do the same works that I do in greater works, then you have to function the same way that I did. And so even though I was in a physical realm, even if I was in this world, I didn't operate from this world. I operated from an invisible world or an invisible realm. So that, that helped me to where when I see water and somebody need wine, I'm not moved by what I see. Like even though, even though I know that it's a need there, something that has to be done, I know that wine is needed at this moment. And so God is a guy. He's not a guy to lack. And so if there's lack in anything, I'm not going to let this lack be the thing that makes me disbelieve in who I am or the one that, that has sent me and spoken to me. And so now it don't matter what stuff look like. And so he took us out of sight, took us out of his sight to where we wouldn't be moved by things in our sight. Because now, you know, when you get your eyes fixed on somebody, then you can only go, go so far because you're just looking there. And so now if you look in there, like, like that, you just go stay. And you, sometimes, you know, they say Jesus around them, and they just marveled at Jesus. Like they wasn't picking up what he was actually doing. They was just so amazed at what he was doing. And so now, like, I don't need y'all to be, you know, and awestruck about who I am and what I'm doing. Like, I need you to pick up what I'm doing, how I'm functioning, so you could do the same thing. And so that's not going to happen with me still here. Because once he resurrected, he could have lived. He could have lived past him 40 days. He could have stayed. But then it was going to be the same thing. And so now I need you to trust in the one that I trust in. I need you to hear and believe in the one who I believe in. I need you to see on a level that's higher than this physical realm. And so now, if this physical realm is what I'm in, and I need to dominate over this physical realm and things that come up in my life, then I can't operate or function or attack those things from the same level. I have to attack it from a higher level. And so now, when he, so he gave us this power in the Holy Spirit. And so now, when, when you get this power, uh, it's kind of like... Uh, Anybody play spades? It's kind of like, like a game of spades to where whatever tries to attack you or to come at you, you don't have to accept that thing in your life. Like you don't have to accept that as it because you have the right to declare that whatever I'm seeing that's not working out in my favor I'm not, I'm not going to allow it to stay in this realm. I'm not going to allow it to stay in my presence. And so now you deal with that thing from a higher power. And so now he's, he's giving you the higher power. And so now, like, it don't matter, like, what somebody throw out there. Like, it don't matter, it don't matter what suit somebody play. It don't matter what, uh, it don't matter what, uh, it don't matter what report the doctor give you. It don't matter what report your bank statement say. Like, you got a card that you could play that's higher than anything that can encounter you. And so now, like, you know, in space, like, it, you know, it's the Joker. But, he, like, but he, give you, he give you a power that's higher than the Joker. Because there's a name that's above every name. The King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And so now you take that power and you take the Holy Spirit that he's given you, all functioning in God, and that trump, 
whatever it is. Because you know it's spades. Like they try to bluff you too. They try to, you know, they try to make you think. They try to make you, they try to make you overbid. I'm like, oh no, I ain't, mm-mm, oh man. And so now you trying to, you don't know what to do. Or they try to, they try to go all high and be like, how many you got? Oh, ooh. Um, you know, shoot. I got, I got, I got about five, about three possibles. And so you looking in your hand, you know, you like, I know I got a few of these. They, hold up, maybe I don't. And so now it's trying to bluff you into thinking that whatever they got is higher than what you got. And so it don't matter if they got the baby joker or the big joker. Like, you got, you got, you got God. You got Jesus. You got the Holy Spirit. And so now the power that he's given us to operate in this world, in this physical realm, trumps whatever this world tries to throw at us. So whatever attack it is, whatever thing that you're dealing with right now, there's a power that you could play to cancel out whatever that thing is. And so, like, that's the kind of thing that gives you hope to where you have confidence in, like, it don't matter what it is. I, I see whatever uh, tribulation or whatever they come against me as victory. Like, I see whatever it is as promotion because, like, it's the same way, like, with the crucifixion. Before, the, like, after the crucifixion, after the resurrection, like, there was the ascension. And so now this thing doesn't know what it's doing. Like, it thinks that it's taking you out. It thinks that it's knocking you back. It thinks that it's knocking you down. But it's like, just wait till I get up. I'm going to throw down this card. And, and you're going to be looking stupid trying to figure out what happened. You're going to be thinking that you had a suit higher than I had. But you're working from a wrong level. And so now, when I'm working from this power that Jesus has given me, by ascending, and so you know, you know ascending means he went up to heaven. Like it wasn't no string or nothing. It wasn't like the preacher, you know, that came on a string down to the pulpit on Facebook and stuff, right? Like he, he, went, he went up with no strings attached. Like he went up, ain't nobody have to, you know, give him a boost or nothing. Like he just shot up. He ascended up on high. And so now when I ascend up on high, I'm not going to just leave you as a folklore or as a tall tale or something for people to talk about later, I'm going to send you with a comforter. I'm going to send you myself in a different form. I'm going to send a different form of God to reveal to you how I was able to do what I did. And so now, don't be worried. Don't be dismayed. Don't think that things in life are going to make you uh, a victim, but you are a victor. And so now, just be patient. And so now, let's, let's, let's read. Hold on. And I get ahead of myself. And so now turn, uh, let's read, uh, let's go back to Acts. Acts 1. Where you at? Acts, there we go. Acts 1. Uh, verse 10. And so this is a, uh, this is a 1 Corinthians 2, 9, 9 and 10 way of seeing And while, in verse 10, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel. That's angels giving them instructions. Which also said, ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. And so turn with me. To 2 Corinthians. 
chapter 5, verse 7. For we walk by faith, not by sight. And so Jesus, he ascended so that we would totally switch realms to where we would still be relying on operating the way that he did in his physical body, just here on this physical realm, in this physical world. And so now he needed to make the heaven-to-earth connection, that that will be done in earth, in earth as it is in heaven. And so now, in order for me to make that connection, I have to go up to my father. And so now, let me give you a couple words. Realm. The realm that Jesus switched us to, the invisible realm, calls for revelation. Revelation overpowers reason and presents reality. Revelation overpowers reason and presents your reality to you. It goes above whatever your reasoning in your mind is. You know, that's, thing, that's times where we try to figure out exactly how this is or how it's going to work out or whatever. But once revelation comes, it supersedes your reasoning. Like your reasoning is not as high as revelation. And so now you can reason as much as you want to reason. But once revelation comes, it takes your reason out the door and brings you to the front door of reality. And so, next word, transitioning. Transferring. And then transforming. Transforming the church into the invisible realm to operate by revelation, to operate by rhema, and to operate by a certain rhythm in the spirit. Turn with me to John chapter 3. All right, uh, verse 34. For he whom God hath sent, this is Jesus on earth, Speaketh the words of God. For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. And so it simply reads God didn't give him the Spirit by measure, so now he can speak the words of God properly. Let's read it again. For he, for he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit. By measure. That means he's not just giving you a certain little increment or a certain little portion. He's giving you the whole thing. More than enough overflow of the spirit to where you can speak the word of God properly. And so now this is the way that he functioned with Jesus. And so if God worked like this for Jesus then God can work like this for you. So, like, so God's not going to, he's not going to work any less for you than he worked for Jesus. Like, whatever, the way Jesus and God flow together is the same way, and the same results that they got, you and God can flow together the same exact way to get the same results. 
And so he's not going to be like, you know, yeah, this is my son, right? This is Jesus, right? Jesus superstar. And so, yeah, he functioned this way, and I, I gave him the spirit without measure, but you, I'm not going to do that. It's not true. So let's turn to John 7. I know we like to put Jesus on a pedestal, right? Be like, oh, yeah, that was Jesus. Jesus did that. We can't do that. He did that. Chapter 7, verse 37. In the last day, that great day of feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, and here go John 3.34, not just in Jesus, but in you. And so let's go back to verse 34, 3.34, for he whom God hath sent, Speaketh the words of God, for God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. He didn't give him just a portion. He gave him the whole thing. He gave his whole spirit to him. And so now, he, verse 38, chapter 7, he that believeth on me, he that believeth on me, being Jesus, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. So the same measure of no measure that God gave it to Jesus is the same measure of no measure that he's given it to you if you believe and receive. So the same way God gave Jesus spirit without measure, if you baptize with the Holy Ghost, you got the right to function in the spirit without measure. And so let's go to verse 39. But this spake key of the spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So he spoke this thing before he did this thing. And so it hadn't happened for them yet. They hadn't been given the Spirit without measure yet, because he was still here. But now the ascension has, take place, has taken place, and so now we've been given the Spirit without measure. Like, you know, they say you give every man a measure of faith, right? Right here, say you get a spirit without measure. And so now we're not talking about your faith, but we're talking about his spirit. And so for Jesus to function at the level that he functioned, he needed the spirit to lead him and to guide him on what to do, what to say, when to say it, where to be at, how to do it in every facet of his ministry. And so now, because you know, you know, Jesus, because he was led into the wilderness, right, to be tempted. And so now we like, you know, the spirit will lead you into the wilderness to be tempted? Like, why would the Holy Spirit do something like that? But the spirit is there for us to function and operate in our God-given rights. And so now you, you say you're a child of God. You say you believe what you believe. You, 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 you say you believe and you trust in God. You say you love God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. And so now, could it be that the Spirit will lead you into a temptation or to a trial or a test for you to prove exactly who you are? If he did it to Jesus, he led him into the wilderness to be tempted. Tempted is just, it's an experiment. Like, I won't see 
If all that you've been talking about is really what you believe, is really who you are. And so now you've been getting fed, you've been getting the word, you've been developing, you've been learning, you've been being trained. And so now, that's why when a situation comes up, I look at it as promotion. I look at it as victory because now it's just trying me. It's just experimenting to see if I am exactly who I say I am. And so I don't look at it as like, oh, man, like, why this happening to me? Or like, you know, like, dang, if it ain't one thing, it's another. I'm like, no. Like, this is an opportunity for me to be promoted because now I'm about to prove exactly who I am. And so this thing, this situation, it looks like, you know, it's something else. But now, like, I, I, I got this card in my back pocket. And so it don't matter what cards was dealt. It don't matter what your background came from. It don't matter what your mama did or didn't do. Like, it don't matter who you was growing. It just don't matter what situation you find yourself in. When you baptize in the Holy Spirit, by this ascension power that Christ gave us, by going up to heaven to connect us with the Father and to connect us with the Holy Spirit to where we could function the same way he did, to where it canceled all of your excuses. Like, you could, you could give your best excuse. And you could, you could give your top three excuses. But the Holy Spirit don't care about none of them. Like, if you function operating in the same thing that Jesus functioned operating in, Jesus, I don't, I don't recall Jesus giving an excuse for not being who God called him to be. I don't, I don't remember him going to the wilderness, being tempted, and then falling to me like, well, dang. You know, I, I, it, it was, you know, it was, it was day 40. I was almost there, but, I, you know, I had been there for 40 days. What you expect? Nuh-uh. Oh, this is who I am. Like, I'm, I'm built for this. Like, like, I'm, like I'm, I'm primed and ready for this. So give me 40 days, give me 80 days. Like, it don't matter what you throw at me. Like, I'm, I'm solidified in who I am. So it don't, like, it just don't matter. It don't, like, it just, it don't matter what somebody try to throw at me. And so I don't, like, I don't care what the doctors say, so I don't care. Like, I, like, I just don't care what report you've been given. Like, I don't care. If Jesus don't care, I don't care. If the Holy Spirit don't care, I don't care. If you want to look for my cares, look for their cares. And so if they don't care about where you came from, what you've been through, your situation, sir, like the, I give you no sympathy. Like zero. All, all I can give you is the same card that he gave us. And so now, it don't matter if you're back against the ropes. It don't matter, you know, it just, it don't matter what life throwing at you. It don't matter what they say because now, like I know that I got something that's higher than whatever they're saying. And so you could think of the worst thing that you could think happened to you. It's higher than that thing. Like everything in this world has to bow down to the name of Jesus. Everything in this world has to bow down to the Holy Spirit. Like when I'm functioning, I'm moving by the Holy Spirit. And so now I'm, my steps are being ordered. And so now I'm not just walking everywhere I want to walk but I'm walking where I'm led. So I can't be around all these people in all these situations just because I feel like it's okay or it's cool or I need to be. No, because I need to be led by the Spirit. And so now wherever the Spirit leads me, that's where I know that there's safety. That's where I know that there's confidence. So now, yeah, the Spirit leads you into the wilderness, but you're not there by yourself. Like you're not there alone. Like you got, you got that card in your pocket. And so now, all you, like you, like you just have like, like, you laugh. Like, you just, like, you excited. Like, 
like you see yourself with something happening, so now it's not like, dang, why does it have to happen to my child? Why, why, why does, like, nah, it's like, all right, God, let's, let, all right, let's go. Let's go. Like, not, because I'm not, I'm not being shaken. I'm not being moved. I'm not being moved by, by what I see. And so it don't matter, like, what tries to come up and show me something that's different from what they say. So looking unto Jesus is now not a thing that I'm doing, like, physically. Like, I'm physically, I can't, because I can't physically see him. As, as bad as I want to, I can't physically see him. And so now it doesn't matter what this thing is. And so now I'm not, and so now I'm not fixated on something that I can't see. I'm not fit. Well, I'm not fixated on because I, I can't see him. And so now I have to really trust and believe on who he is and what he did. And so if I really believe that he's the son of God, if I really believe that he was born in a manger, if I really believe that he lived all his life and he and, and he was hidden for majority of his life because he was being trained to operate at his optimum power. And so now I don't I don't feel bad about. Wherever I am in life thinking that, you know, I ain't, I ain't this, I ain't that, or whatever. Like, you still being hidden. So he was hidden majority of his life, and then now he got optimal ministry for three years. Like, I'll take three years of Jesus' ministry. I'll take three of those. And so now he gets crucified. So if you believe that he lived and he got crucified, and then that he resurrected, if you can go that far, how, how much further can you go to the ascension? And so now if you can go to the ascension, now I can believe that after he ascended, it's just like something came down and it dropped on me. And so, I, and so now they was looking at him and they was, they was trying to see what was happening. But now there's this power that came over them. And so now it's an endowment. They was endued with power. And so now it's like feel like Jesus. Like, so now it's not just a thing where I was walking with him, I was seeing him, I was seeing what he was doing, how he was functioning, but now I have the resonation of that same power on the inside of me. So now it's not Jesus afar off or Jesus in the distance or Jesus on the water or Jesus sleeping in the boat or Jesus feeding the 5,000. It's Jesus in me. Like that same power that raised him from the dead lives on the inside of me. And so now... If that power that raised him up from the dead lives on the inside of me, like it just, it don't even much matter. Like it just don't even much matter. Like when I, when I, when I, when I know that that same power is operating and functioning in my life, like it just don't matter. Like what comes, and so now I'm just bobbing and weaving because I know that I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I don't, it don't matter what you look like. Like it don't matter what the situation look like. It don't, it don't, it don't even much matter what it sound like. I don't care what it smell like. It might not even smell pleasant. Like none of that matters because I'm not looking at it. I'm not functioning at it from the, a sense, like a physical sense realm. I'm operating. I didn't switch realms. And so now I'm not living this visible life anymore. Like I'm, I'm living an invisible life. And so now, now you see me, now you don't. Like I, I'm, just, I'm just not who you think I am. I'm, like I'm, I'm not this common person that you see walking among you like everybody else you see walking among you. Like, I'm, I'm operating at a different level. And so now, like, you see something happening, and so now you see something happening in the city or in the world, and now you get fearful and stuff. No, I know who I am. 
Like, I know that I'm protected and the hand of God is on my life. I know that the blood of Jesus paid everything that needs to be paid for my life. And so now I'm not operating about what things happen or what. So now I'm not getting fearful. I'm not panicking. I'm not shut the door, hide the kids, hide the I'm not doing none of that. Because God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Fully functioning, operating just like Jesus. And so, like, I'm about it. Like, I'm, like, I'm good. Like I'm, like, I'm so good. Like, it, it just don't matter. And so now, the enemy, he can't bluff me with nothing. Because now I know it ain't nothing but a bluff. And so now, it's, that's why you can't, like, click Whenever sub comes up, like, you, you know, you get up like a red flag, he's like, oh, man, no. It's just an illusion. Like, he's trying to make you forget who you are. That's why it's important to remember. Don't forget who you are. So even if you might be like, ah, snap back. You'd be like, oh, man. Mm-mm. not today. Somebody say, not today. Whenever he try to come at you, not today. Not today. Try, try, you better try tomorrow. You try tomorrow? Not today. Try next week. Not today. It don't matter what day you try to come up at me. Not today. It, ain't, like, it just ain't happening, partner. It just ain't happening. And so now you got to have that, you gotta have that boldness to where you're not scared to look whatever it is in the face. Like you're not scared, you're not turning your back, you're not turning your shoulder, trying to, no, you, you look it dead in the eye because you know that you have authority and power over that thing. And so I'm not shaking by what it might look like or what might be going on, like I'm, I'm good. Like I'm, I have full confidence. And so now, like, I, like Judas, like whatever you do, make sure you go do it quickly. Like I know they about to come, just hurry up because I know that this about to happen. And so I'm not worried about it. I'm not being like, all right, well, maybe I need to go try to hide. Because I know he's going. No. This got to happen. Because I got to prove exactly who I am. I got to prove exactly who God is. And so now people, they doubting and they thinking and whatever. No, I'm for sure the son of God, but I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to go around town and stuff and be like, yeah, I'm the Messiah. I'm the son of God. I am Jesus. I'm the one that God sent. No, I'm going to do what I do. And I'm going to show you. But now... The ultimate showing is the thing that I actually came here to do. And so I'm not going to run from that. I'm not going to run from it. Because now they got all this stuff going on. Peter cut the boy in. So now like I'm going to show you exactly who God is in the middle of whatever fight's going on. We're in the middle of whatever's trying to come at you. And so now I'm going to show love and I'm going to heal the ear. Because that's who God is. And that's who I am. And so I don't be shaken by nothing. So now, where you want to go? Cool, let's go. You going to beat me? Cool, let's go. You can't, because you can't kill me. You can't take me out. You can't take my life. I give my life. You can't take it. My life is a seed. It's a gift. You can't take it. I'll give it, though. Because that's, man, there's no, like, if you, if you really understand what they did to Jesus, Jesus should have never even made it to the cross. He should have never, he should have never. You know, now that you get a couple stab wounds, you bleed out before you even get the paramedics even get there. Like, they was taking, like, blood and flesh out of Jesus. And yet he was still carrying that cross to Calvary. And he still hung, bled, died. So, 
So, so whatever it is, it can't take your life. It can't, if, it, if, if it couldn't take Jesus, it can't take you. And so the same power that, that had Jesus endure all of that, to withstand all of that pain, all of that bleeding, all of that shame, to, for the same thing, the same power is the power that dwells on the inside of you. And so now, like, I'm not, I'm not getting, uh, you know, ashamed of, of what it might look like to people around me. Like, I don't care. Because Jesus, Jesus was up there, he had, he, he had on, like, a towel. Like, he just had on a little loincloth. But he's up there, half naked. Like, it just don't matter what none of these people think. Like, I don't care what they saying. Because who I am and what I have to do is much more important than whatever these people saying. Because these same people I was healing, same people I was feeding, they're the same ones that saying crucify me now. So it just don't matter what they're talking about. It don't matter what they're saying, no matter what they feel. Because I'm secure in who I am, and I know that this power that I'm working with is going to deliver me past what they think is about to happen. Like they think I'm about to get killed, but I'm really giving my life. And so even though I'm giving my life, I'm going to bring my life back because the Holy Spirit is a power that's going to raise me up from the dead. And so now they think that, it's over with. Jesus, over and done. They think whatever your name with is over and done. But now the resurrection takes place. And because of the ascension of Jesus, the same power that caused that resurrection to take place is operating in you. And so now your situation, they don't know that. They didn't know that power was in Jesus. But now you got to know that. You can't just think it and just be like, oh, yeah, that do sound good. I got the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That's, you know, that's, that sounds pretty good. No, you got to know that you know that you know that you know without a shadow of a doubt that that power dwells on the inside of you. And so now if you got to renew your mind every single day to where you convince yourself and you believe and you know that that power is inside of you, dwelling in you and working through you, do what you got to do. But you have to get to the point to where you know that that same power is functioning in my life. And so if it could raise, if it could defeat death, it could defeat bills, it could defeat sickness, it could defeat disease, it could defeat tr trouble and turmoil, it could defeat a rocket man, it could defeat whatever it is that life tries to throw at you and make you doubt who God is or doubt what he said. Whatever that is, like, that power supersedes that. And so now, whenever that thing come up, you just pull out that card. I can't, I can't do it with that, but you know it's spades, boy. Like, you know when you got it. Like, and you, be, you, you, you know you come and you, you, like, you slam that thing down. Like, you don't, you don't just be like, you know, uh, I win. Like, you be like, you be waiting because you want them to see it because they think they didn't got you. And you come and you just like, you slam that thing down. And so now, with that same intensity, that same anointing, that same power, he made a show of them openly. Like, he, he didn't hide what he was going to do. He did it openly. And so now you make that same show. And so now you, they, they think you ain't got it. They, 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 think, they think you're done with. They think you're about to be in, in the unemployment line. They think, you're about to, they think you're about to be on food stamps. They think you're about to be, you know, doing all this other stuff. And you just like. You know, you 
start scratching your head because you know. Because you know what you're about to do. Like, you know. Like, Jesus, like Jesus knew. He tested him to see, but he knew what he was going to do. So, you, like, you know what you're about to do. But you just, you just, you just, you just, you just triumphing in glory. You're like, you glorifying Jesus because you just know that what you're about to do is about to bring him so much glory. It's like, it's about to make his name so great. It's about to magnify him so much. And so now I'm, I'm going to let y'all feel how you feel. I'm, 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 I'm going to let y'all think that y'all about to win. And I'm going to let y'all get to the apex of y'all excitement. And then I'm going to just bring it all the way down. I'm going to bring it all the way down and let you know that there's a power that's working in me that's higher than anything you're trying to throw at me. And so keep that same energy that Jesus had. The same energy that Jesus had, you keep that same energy throughout your day, throughout your life, to wherever it is, you function and operate in him by his spirit. It's by my spirit, says the Lord. Whatever I do, whatever I live, is by my spirit I receive. And so I'm not, I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what they say. Because who is they anyway? It don't matter about none of that. Like I'm moved by the spirit. And so the spirit leads me and the spirit quickens me. And so as he speaks, I speak. I move. And so that's who I am. And so now I move from being in a, in a, in a visible life to where everything that's visible thinks that it, it, it controls me or it tells me how to function. But I start and I begin to function from an invisible life. So now my life isn't who you think I am. So now I'm being crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But Christ lives through me. The Holy Spirit lives through me. And so now, like you think this brown skin is who it is. But it's the spirit that's in me that's living and doing what I'm doing. And so now, it's not what you physically see that's doing it, but it's something invisible that's doing it. And so, like that, so not, see, that's, that's up, that's up a little higher. And so the average Christian won't understand the invisible life that we're talking about because they're still trying to, you know, do these works and do these things. And whatever. But now, I, when you know that, there's an invisible life that I'm living from. So now I'm, I'm an invisible man. Are you, you're an invisible man or you're an invisible woman. Like you're no longer this visible person that they think you are, but you operate and functioning from an invisible realm. So when you start, if Jesus did it, you can do it. Anything in life. If Jesus did it, you can do it. And so you believe that, then there's nothing that you can encounter that you don't believe and trust and know that you can do. Because Jesus did whatever the Spirit led him to do. There was nothing that he can encounter or face that he didn't have the answer for, that he wasn't the answer for. There's lack, I got you. If If there's disease, I got you. I got your healing. Whatever it is, I am that thing that you need in this moment. And so now we function the exact same way, not from a visible world, not from a visible life, not from a visible realm, but an invisible realm, living an invisible life to the visible, to where they see Jesus, they see God through us. All right. That's it. That's it.